Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are. I'm Ray Orsini, and I'm joined by my regular co-host of MSP Community Live, the place where we talk about the ongoing discussions in the MSP community with the thought leaders in our space. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Matt Topper. How are you doing, my friend? <clears throat> doing awesome. How about you? Ah, another beautiful day. I'm happy to be back. And joining us uh, is Mr. Kyle Spooner. How are you doing, Kyle? Did you just call me a thought leader? I was referring to Matt. Okay, that's fine. So. That's good. Just, just as long as we're on the same page. But I'm doing great. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a dais of amazing people that we're going to talk about this on this special episode of MSP Community Live. Um, some of them chop, some of them dice, and some of them julienne fries. Uh, but mostly we're going to be talking about MSP products in this space. <laughs> so, and what is the minimum viable... Um, basic stack for an MSP uh, to provide service, I think would be the best way to go about that. So let's, I, I think Matt, we should kick it off with uh, bringing our guests on first um, so we can introduce them. And we have three MSPs. Um, well, we have a couple MSPs and we have a gentleman that uh, was formerly MSP is now an MMN show host and working with, uh, he's MSP adjacent uh, doing coaching and other fun stuff. Uh, so first, we're going to bring up Mr. Dan Comis of Tech Runner IT. How you doing, Dan? Doing great. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Why don't you give us a thirty-second background on who you are, what you guys, what do you do? Uh, we are a five-man MSP running out of Long Island. We work with that same small business sweet spot. A lot of insurance focused these days, insurance companies. Uh, we are uh, we're celebrating our sixteenth year. So that's a that's a big feather for us. We're we're real happy with where things are, and and love organ, love uh, being a part of stuff like this and and getting to communicate with you guys and see what we're doing wrong, how we can do it better, and how we can share what we're doing right with everybody else. I love that. I love that. Uh, next up, we have Mr. Matt Rose, published author and MSP with uh, owner of Tech Rage. Uh, how you doing, my friend? What's going on? Thanks for having me, guys. I don't think we get to talk about your book as much. Uh, I know it's geared toward your clients, uh, yeah. but you want to mention your book name real quick? Yeah, so I uh, wrote a book a few years ago during COVID of, uh, called Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye, meant it as a way to, really it's a marketing tool, but send it out to prospects. And uh, if they even pick it up, they might read the reasons why they should have an MSP or why they should pay more, things like that. And uh, I was bored during COVID, figured why not make it? Oh, we've been assigned It's on sale right now. <laughs> <laughs> on sale right now you can get the paperback uh, and, if you, and if you get the audio version uh kyle spooner will will give you the he'll do the voiceover and uh, lull you to sleep which is always nice uh and then rounding out the group we have mr dean trumpless uh also show host of uh mmn's partner first um and now with help how you doing dean hey how's it going ray good to be here how's it going everybody so tell us, uh, give us a little back about you for those that haven't seen uh, any of your partner first that you've taken on lately. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm crazy dog dad, as you can see from my uh, dog hat. Uh, but probably more importantly, uh, I've been in every size MSP. I've been in the really small MSP, wearing, wearing their logo, sorry, camera, uh, all the way through to an MSP that uh, broke past $50 million. So I've seen a little bit of all of it. And I am woefully unqualified to talk about any of it. Amen. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, that's the thing here. We've all been MSPs. Some of us are still MSPs. Um, just like anything else, uh, you have, there's always the conversation of, you know, what client is too small, what client is too big, um, what can we offer them? And then that inevitably leads to what is the stack you're using. And so for those that were following an MSP community live last week, and it was, uh, it was Matt and not last week, the week before it was Matt and two Kyle, weeks right? ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and just for the sake of sanity, I'm going to refer to them as Topper and Matt. So Matt will be Matt Rose, Topper will be Top. Anybody else can do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> so um, but this is the thread. Basically, what are the basic requirements? What are the basic requirements you need to have in your client's environment? Hey, guys, I might be a trunk slammer, accidental MSP, as you guys call it, but I'm working on my way to a better company for my clients. Kudos on them. It takes a, a lot of wherewithal to, to notice that. Um, we have some clients to support. They're happy. However, deep down, I feel we may be missing some basic setup to ensure they're done right. Who, what MSP hasn't felt that, right? We're missing something. Uh, FOMO is real. And so what we do not have, access management, network monitoring, asset management. What we do have, support channel, email, monitoring systems, workstation servers, patch management, AV, KB for client documentation. Kudos, that's another one that's uh, generally left out. I hope someone can help me point out what I'm missing here. I might be looking for a mentor as well. And how awesome we brought on five of the best minds and Kyle Spooner. No, <laughs> no look, I'm just trying to set the expectations. Like it's super important. You have those, you've set the expectation. Look, you got, you got Matt Rose saying amazing people. I don't know if he's referring to himself or to you, Kyle. I'm going to, I'm going it's to in choose. Quotes, so he's talking about you. Uh, Sounds very sarcastic to me. Yeah, those I look accept. like sarcasm quotes to me. <laughs> I accept. Totally, totally agree. All right. So, but hearing this out, it, am I off base here? I, I know I have been in this exact place where it doesn't matter if I was one year in or five years in. I was absolutely, absolutely always feeling like I was missing something. Um, has anybody not felt that way ever? Okay. So, I, I want to get off the felt bat. Felt that way the entire this time. Normal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is normal. The other guy is always do. It always feels like the other guy is doing something better than you are. Yes. Somebody will post something on LinkedIn, and you're like, "Oh, why am I not doing that? Uh, it's so stupid, obvious, and you fix it." But guys, the point of it is, we've all been through it. It doesn't matter where you are in your OML. This is normal. It's more important that you're asking these questions, right? And OML means operational maturity level. Dude, you just brought all the that you just paid for your your position here on the dais, man. Which is a like, service leadership thing, which is a connectwise thing. Ding, 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 off the rails. Now I can't talk about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> top, you could talk about it as much as you want. You just may get kicked off screen every once in a while. So, <laughs> so yes, uh, and it should be uh, should be said, Matt Topper is a current employee of Connectwise. He was with Iconic. Uh, before many of you know Matt uh, Topper from Iconic and also Matt Lee from Iconic, um, but uh, he is he's still very much active in the MSP community, and he knows this stuff as well as the rest of us do. So I still think I'm an MSP. I haven't really uh, accepted that I'm a vendor yet. I don't know if you ever really accept your vendorness. Yeah, no, I. It, I, that's the weirdest thing. Even when I went full shady vendor, I still, to this day, it's been years. It's been almost 10 years. I still feel like an MSP. So I don't think that ever goes away. Um, I, I know Dean still feels MSP-ish. 
Dean, we've had that exact conversation before. You're not an MSP anymore, but it kind of feels that way. Um, so let's talk about these basics, guys. Um, I, I want to go down the list and talk about, first off, is there a minimum standard? I'm not talking about minimum standard for your MSP, for your clients, right? That's your TCP. That's your ICP. That is totally different. I'm talking about, Slagle and I have talked about this. We've all talked about what is the minimum you would need to be able to service any client, right? Like these are the minimum protections. So even if an MSP is not involved, an end user business, we'll stick to businesses, that's easier. We'll say these are the things you need to have whether an MSP is involved or not. Um, but there is a minimum baseline there, right? Am I, am I off? Does anybody disagree with that? I mean, no, it's absolutely. a definition question. Yeah. Right. Uh, like it's it's not to a clear operate. Cut you need a computer. Question. Um, I would argue you don't even need that. You just need to be able to get to the client's computer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan Comas. Uh, you were cut off. What were you saying? I'm just saying I, I absolutely think there's a minimum, and I I think it's probably I think most of your clients. Uh, I think the minimum standard should automatically be applied to anybody as even a prospect. You know, if they're not willing to go with the minimums that you offer or that you have then they're just not a client. And so 90% of your clients are going to be that bare minimum. And then you'll yeah. have the 10% where you build a specialization for them where they have additional needs that may not fit the majority of your target uh, of your client base. Um, but, you know, you know, compliance requirements or, or something with, you know, physical access controls, maybe they have a unique facility that just stands out from, you know, from your standard office space, things like that. But 90% of the stuff, uh, at least for us, we, we try and make it the same. All right, so so let's. I like that, and I and I agree with it. There there's some kind of minimum standard here, um, and there's always going to be going outside of that. That's pretty normal. Um, so let's start with PC, right? <laughs> because as crazy as it sounds, you know, Top brought up the idea that a PC is required. Uh, Matt, you wanted to, or Topper, you want to defend that uh, position? Why a PC is required for? I'm not sure I said that security? exactly. Oh, somebody did. Yeah. Uh, well, verbatim, if you go back and read the transcript, like like on the uh, those NFL commercials running now, you might see that I said that. Um, what I mean is, <laughs> in order to provide service, you don't necessarily need anything. Like, say you're a consultant who only goes out and fixes, you know, server environments, or like you're a high-priced AD consultant and go untangle big disasters. You don't need anything at your office except the bank account, and you don't even need that if you accept cash, right? So it's it's a perspective thing. Like, also, what are you actually trying to accomplish? I'm going to have to fight some people on this call from the stuff <laughs> I see popping up below uh, here. But um, you don't need anything. Uh, I, I you assume you mean this, this here, uh, going that, after Duke. Uh, <laughs> it's just, oh, just I'm, I'm being attacked from all angles today. Um, but it's not just there is no bare minimum, right? Mm. What we're what we're not classifying is the size of the MSP. When all when when all the MSP started, you didn't have a minimum. You had a please sign this contract so that I can service you and give me money, please. Um, there was no, I have an RMM. There was no, I have AV products. It was, I will fix whatever, just sign this and pay me regularly. Yeah. Uh, and I'd argue that that's the bare minimum. However, as you grow as a business, you can afford an RMM. You can afford an AV tool. You can afford stuff that is what is, I would consider a standard baseline for 
uh, an entry level MSP, but we all have to work to get there. Um, and you don't need anything to be an MSP aside from the contract, which based on what I've seen, you can just write, I'm an MSP and sign it here uh, on a piece of paper. That's your contract. And if that's what you want, sure. Uh, and then you, yeah. you just go to the client and you service what they call you, you go, you fix, you come back, you sit at home and wait for the next call. Um, so I, I want to, I want to add some parameters here, right? Because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for the basics a client would have, not the MSP would have, right? So when I'm talking about MDR, AV, DNS filtering, the services the client would be receiving, not the tools the MSP needs, right? Um, and again, limiting it to business. But the argument always happens of, well, a two-user mom and pop can't afford an MSP, but they're on the internet. And to me, anybody on the internet needs protection, right? Um, I didn't even kick off Topper yet. <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> he didn't even say self, anything. And self he, kick. He, he thought he was going to talk about ConnectWise. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, what had happened was, um, which we call actually, Top Kicks kicked off all the time. I think Restream has something against him. Um, so I want to leave it to that, those parameters of the client perspective, two to, two to 10 person. Uh, SMB. We'll leave it at that, right? I'm purposely going with the smaller one. These are the non-negotiables. Let's assume it was a cousin asking and they were for their own business. We've all been in that situation, right? That's part of what makes Thanksgiving kind of rough for those of us in the field. Um, and before we get started, this is something I should have started with. Even though all of us have experience in all the arenas, our main job has a has a specific set of uh, duties and that will color our, our reactions and our perceptions, uh, the, our opinions that we're giving. Myself, I'm a lifelong network engineer and who turned CEO of multiple companies. That's my thing. Um, Kyle, what's your what's your current position? What's, and, my, what's uh, my biases? Is that what you're asking? Well, we're all going to have biases. I, I think it's good to have them out there front. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm a director of operations uh, for a 75-person MSP. Um, we use some of a lot of different tool sets. Uh, we have Halo, ConnectWise products, um, other Huntress, other vendors. We have a, a plethora, probably too many, of individual tools uh, that we probably need to consolidate a little bit. You're muted. Sorry about that. Uh, I was talking about connecting. Everybody, no. everybody uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Topper, uh, do me a favor. Give me your role at, that it was at Iconic and your current role at ConnectWise. Yeah. So at Iconic, I, I kind of had two roles. One was um, like senior project manager type person. And the other more interesting was the uh, internal IT and infosec and like client tool management role to manage the department that we called sent ops or core services or number of different names. And we became big enough that we had separate teams for, you know, client tool management and separate internal IT and separate security. Um, my bias therefore is two things, one towards infosec and two um, towards things that might make more sense when you become large enough to have separate teams, because it really changes the conversation, the way you operate when you get that size. Agreed. Um, and that, that's a good perspective too, even within the MSP, you know, or your current, if your current focus is on security, that's going to color your recommendations. Um, and probably for the better, uh, Dean, uh, give us what you were doing at the final iteration of your acquisition journey. Um, uh, 
as along with what you're doing now, because uh, both have so, uh, impact. I've always been in some sort of operations focused role where I'm not uh, a stakeholder, not in ownership. So that that usually ends up being in a role where I'm trying to temper the entrepreneurial vision that every owner has with the realities of what mountain are we trying to climb today? Um, so there's good in that. The, my bias is a lot of times that that BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious vision, that's meaningless to me. I, I don't even understand it. I'm not good at thinking like that. I tend to think about what's what's today's mission or this week's mission. That's good to know. All right, Dan Comis. Uh, I started Tech Runner as a one-man shop. So I've been through this, you know, from, from the ground up, and now we have a team, and it's all good and all great. But I say that because... I approach all of our clients uh, with thinking, putting myself in their shoes, right? Saying, you know, what do I need to run my business where I know I can sleep at night? So I take that baseline that I put on Tech Runner and I apply it to all of our clients. Because at the end of the day, the clients that we, we do deal with are looking to us for to guide them pretty much every technology decision they make. You know, you know, maybe a, a SaaS application they're going through, we might not have as much participation or something like that, but we're pretty involved in the critical technology decisions that they make. So, you know, they 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 want to trust us with what you know what we would do. You know, eat your own dog food, as they say. Um, and our standards are are very, they're pretty high. Um, we treat an accounting firm the same way we treat an electrician office, you know, but the results are good. Uh, and that's workforce and that that's that's the mindset we take into it nice and so uh kyle spooner is always the last to bring this up but uh you know there's this little thing called msp geekcom uh that is currently having early bird pricing um you want you want to give us a tldr on that uh mr spooner sure uh msp geekcom uh so we're a nonprofit vendor agnostic conference that our primary focus is education um we handpick a selection of speakers and topics, and then we have our uh, regular submissions that anyone can speak on. Um, we don't sell speaking slots. We don't give them away for sponsorships. Um, everything that you come to do is educational intent, and that is our ultimate goal. Uh, and we try to keep costs down for everyone. Early bird ends today. So do our speaker, speaker submissions. If you're still interested in speaking, you can do that up until 11.59 uh, p.m. I, I'm not gonna lie. I have one. I have one or two submissions <laughs> that I woke up this morning. I'm like, I need to do it right now. Uh, and rounding the dais with uh, Mr. Matt Rose, um, what's your role and what are your biases? So yeah, so um, started the company, uh, and I'm one of the people that actually I have a. We, I started with my wife. She's my partner in the business. But when we started the business, it was more of a consulting because um, my background in IT was with enterprise IT companies, maybe like some of us. Um, when I moved down to Central Florida, I worked for a large government contractor and then smaller government contractor, kind of got my taste of small business and even venture capital kind of MSPing before I knew I was MSPing and then started doing consulting for global 200 companies again. And so then we kind of mistakenly started the MSP and moved into it. But I think because of my enterprise experience, um, and I think it's how I kind of got connected to Dean a lot too. We've always tried to be, get ourselves improved probably quicker than we should and holding to high standards and wanting things to happen yesterday. And so we kind of do the same thing with our clients as well. Kind of like what Dan said, we don't, you're going to get what we have, what we do, no matter what you do and as, you know, as non-technical as your business may be, 
but it it worked for us. It's what we want the team to know and kind of continued to use that. And we're continuously improving. We 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 tell people we're not perfect, we won't be perfect, but we're gonna keep getting better. So and I realize after uh Spooner brought up the biases, I did not list my own. Um, as a uh, serial entrepreneur, having owned multiple businesses of all sizes, um, my bias is the Steve Jobs effect. Um, Steve Jobs is notorious for walking to a group of engineers, giving something that during the talk, everybody agreed was doable and awesome and get fired up on. Then he walked out of the room. They're like, how the hell is this going to happen? Um, but yet it still happened. So my bias is walking in a room thinking I can get done whatever I think we can get done, which is not, not always true. I'll you know, uh, you mentioned something before this um, that you didn't mention a bias on. Uh, what's your what's your networking bias since you're a networking engineer? Oh, um, that there's no excuse for lack of good network controls. ACL, Sticky Max, BDP Guard, and over and all ad nauseum. Like there's no excuse for having people on default VLAN one. There's no excuse for having open SSH or not, or using telnet in any capacity, not locking down on use ports. Um, so Matt Topper's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't no know disagreement what you here. Said. I have no clue what you just said. I'm just assuming it's correct. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's fair. All right, let's, let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's, uh, let's, these basics. If we went down, let's start from the PC because uh, maybe let, let's pretend they have PCs. Um, <laughs> Where they have Macs? Let's, it, uh, we're not talking about a graphics <laughs> business, and they're the only ones who use Macs. So I use Macs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a PC, but for the production stuff, it's it's almost always Mac, um, which I think just proved Kyle's point. All right, so assuming they're workstations and servers of any OS. Um, What's the very first thing non-negotiable they need to have? Let's start with Dean. They need to have a defined need that, that matches with how you view yourself. And I think that's the most frequent mismatch that I see a lot of younger MSPs have. Do they want a tactical plumber or do they want a business partner? And both are okay, but you can't do both. Not well. Um, so whichever one you're doing, that has to match with what the business needs because that's how they're going to value 100% of everything everyone's going to say next. So, uh, Matt Topper, you work for ConnectWise. Does ConnectWise have a defined need product that an end user can buy? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> trying so to I think how I can frame that. I'm talking specifically products. I get 100% where Dean's coming from, and he's a thousand percent right. Um, yeah, Dean and I always go into the business side of things. You need that mindset. That no, he's not wrong in any. Capacity. Well, so but but let me ask you this. So I'm opening a lemonade stand. I'm opening a local Dell's lemonade franchise. Am I a ConnectWise yeah. prospect? No. Why? I am going to have some computing. Mm. Yeah, but. But I think that the, the issue is not necessarily, the issue is the vendor you're targeting because ConnectWise is more geared, while they take enterprise, don't get me wrong, uh, they, they're more geared towards the MSP space. Now, I, I, if you went to ConnectWise and said, I want to buy your products, they might sell it to you. They might not. Uh, but depends I don't think on the that- product, right? Especially for yeah. things like Screen Connect. Um, it, it really depends on that and the, the size 
for a, a big vendor like ConnectWise to really get engaged with someone like you. And that's kind of my point. I, I so that mom and pop uh, deli shop, right? That just opened up. Um, I could see a use case for needing control, for wanting control, not needing control. It got renamed again. It's I'm Screen Connect now. Oh, yeah, screen, it's screen connect. screen connect. Yes. Uh, Matt, if you don't stop talking about uh, ConnectWise, I'm going to have to boot you. No. You guys brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't use my words again. I me. had a great answer ready that had nothing to do with ConnectWise. Okay, so what's the great answer? So, it, so if, we're, if we're thinking product, right? If we're thinking, yes. like, what are the elements I need? If, if I go to, like, my five-person cousin, walk into his business and say, okay, what do you need? My first recommendation would be some type of uh, centralized identity management, whether it's AD, Entra ID, um, something to be your identity provider and possibly go along with that, the management of the devices. Um, that, that can be GPO, Intune, RMM, right? We can go down that road. But if, if you said zero, I want something central to control identities. So, so if I if I have Chromebooks or Workgroup or Apple computers, am I out? No, you can use that. So there's, there's off for all that. I yeah. use all of those things, and we have off for all that. Um, so this is the this is the age old. Do they need Windows Server SBS or you know do they need an AD? Right. Yes, this is the conversation we would have uh, back in olden times. <laughs> How dare you bring up SBS? We're so far past yeah, that. Right? Nobody uh, needs SBS. Oh. <laughs> Somewhere Dustin Bolander is arguing against that. So yeah, everybody needs SBS now. Um, but we're basically talking about if this was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we'd be talking about, do they need AD, right? Do they need Active Directory? Um, so I can absolutely see a case for it, but is this item one, uh, Dan Comis, let's use, um, let's use Dean's Deli Shop. Do you agree they need an identity, uh, centralized identity and authentication? If they have any sort of cloud services, yes. If they're running a, you know, if they're running the business off of an Excel sheet that lives on one of their desktops, probably not. Why do they need ID? Like, let's say this deli shop, right? Yeah. Uh, they might have three total computers, and two of them are going to be point of sale systems. Um, so, at what point do we need identity management? Like, you technically have it with a default Windows instance. You have local accounts, um, and you can 2FA that account just like you can with anything else. Uh, and at that point, what are you gaining? What additional are you gaining from having an identity management system? What if they're just I, using Stripe on their phone? With a little tablet thing. Oh, we said they all have PCs. So at minimum, they all have computers. So they have logins. Yeah, but their, their point of sale is just Stripe on a phone. That's, that's the only, yeah. only reason I'm being a stickler. Is they're not going yeah, to have a this. big POS yeah. system. They're going to have, yeah. right? Well, and then the pushback is also, you know, even if, uh, if they don't need that, if they're just using local logins, are you going to go computer by computer to audit and manage those logins? Right. Because it doesn't change that somebody's logging in, even if it's in kiosk mode, it doesn't change that the user is using the computer. Somebody has to set that up. And that's infinitely more difficult if you're not using a centralized authentication me mechanism. Uh, Matt Rose, you're uh, quiet here. Um, yeah. You deal with this. What, what, what's your take on this? So I would actually 
couple things. One thing I would say with the computer itself, I would, and I, and this goes to how small the business or how they knew the business is. I think that um, a you want the computers and whatnot to actually be owned by a business, not like this computer they pulled out of their closet. Um, you know that they just think they're their daughter's computer. But also, it, even from the the, I would argue also from the identity management thing, I would want one of the. What, you know, preferably Microsoft, but some kind of an actual email that's not like, you know, lemonade stand at hotmail.com. You know, like I, I think that to, to, for us, that is one of the minimum things is like, I, if I get a, a prospect emailing from something at Gmail or Hotmail, it's immediately like, yeah, they're really not a prospect. Now, sometimes they're doing it because they don't, they have an IT person, they don't want them to, they think they're looking at their email, but yeah. that's a, that is a big one for me. So I would or say- if they're just getting just, started. Yeah, I mean, that happens. But, right. And, and yeah, we may need to help them set up that tenant, but it's they need to actually understand that you don't run business, in my opinion. On oh, G come on. Comment. We've all had that one attorney with 20 years worth of a single AOL account that everybody in the office uses that one AOL account. <laughs> I know we've all been there. Yes. Yep. Or CPA. Or, yeah. Or CPA. All right. Dean, so um, your deli, uh, you know, centralized auth, would you count? Um, because just by purchasing a Microsoft 365 single BP subscription, which any end user can do, is going to give you certain entree rights already. Um, would you classify that as sufficient to meet this centralized authentication without overhead as a, as a basic minimum? Or is that still not high enough for you? No, I, I, I think that that's that's not the hair i was trying to split i i think that's an important element and i mean even just having a gmail account is i mean you can put mfa on that but at, at the lowest common denominator level for me is the msp right i'm a for-profit outsourced it company what do i need and what does the client need for us to even work I need an internet connection so the very first thing that i would care about because i am not driving on site to fix air gapped computers and no respectable MSP who's starting out should should be in that business. They have I need a reliable way to manage their internet. Five G and some that's fine if they have a great MPMO solution, no IT void. I didn't say it was great. Um, I just said it was five G plus. <laughs> Maybe they have Starlink. But I want to make sure they have something, and I want to make sure I have a way to feel comfortable about whatever their ability to get out of their fences, regardless of everything else. Reasonable. Um, Dan Comas, let's start with, uh, let's go with you. What's your ultra minimum very first step you look at when you look at a client? Number one, uh, it's hard not to think about business domain. I mean, that's a giant flag, right? It tells you how how serious they are about adopt, about their technology, you know, if, about putting, putting the business in front of themselves uh, or putting themselves behind the business, I guess. Um, we, you know, the first thing we usually do with a client is make sure they're, they're migrated onto either Microsoft 365 or Google, right? Like we want to set a reliable business platform for their cloud infrastructure. Uh, and typically I, if they I like that. Uh, you know what, and talk about biases here. I would have started off with AV. <laughs> I would have. None of you guys have said it, and every single one of you, I would. It comes with, with every single Windows um, PC called Windows Defender, and it's the best AV you can get nowadays. I don't disagree. Okay, you're absolutely right. And so, not being a current MSP, and yes, we use Defender, obviously. Um, yeah, it's it's nice to see 
you guys are counting it as a given, not even as something that needs to be considered. Yeah. Uh, something managed, absolutely, but not something that needs to be worried about. Um, I love that. Uh, well, that's the wrote, distinction, though, because something yeah. you know, like like regular defender is just AV, right? The thing that comes right. with it is just looking for like known hashes and things like that. Um, so if managed is the criteria, then we do get into you need AD joined or entre joined or something to actively manage it. So Matt Rose of Tech Rage uh, in Oviedo, Florida, obviously does all of the Kaspersky across all his clients <laughs> as practice. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I get what you're saying. So uh, we'll get back to that. Um, yes, there's definitely a difference between Defender and Defender for Business and yeah. Defender Managed. And thank you, Microsoft, for screwing the naming so badly. Um, but Matt Rose, what's your base, base minimum? You walk in, this is the first thing you're checking if they have or if they don't. Well, I, I think like, you know, like Dan, I thought like, yeah, yeah, well, like a little more than that. <laughs> I prefer um, a check. Pulse, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's it, some of it's the part of the conversation I think was talked about earlier. They actually need to understand technology isn't just, you know, like this computer over there that's 17 years old needs to work for me. Um, they actually, you know, because I don't, and I don't think it matters even for you're just starting out as an MSP. You, you need to have some kind of self respect for the fact that somebody needs to understand that you can't work miracles on, you know, 2003 SBS server. Um, and things like, so I think it's kind of that conversation that they understand that even if, even if we're willing to take on the windows, you know, not windows seven, but like an older computer, if we say we got to upgrade it, we got upgrade it. And if it's taking longer, you should charge them more, whether it's not, whether you're still billing hourly or whether it's flat rate. Um, but one thing to add on to the whole business domain, the Entra or Azure AD, cause I still can't get the Entra is if you think Amen. about things like that too you talk about all the tools we haven't gotten to yet you, you typically need that to build into any of those tools i don't care connectwise or any other brand the integrations typically work better with microsoft or or google so like that's well, really I, I, I think that's too. the bar right like dean talking about i'm not going to drive all the way out there if you don't have a remote access connection um i think the remote the ability to manage identity and, auth and authentication um which go back to my biases on the networking side. If your switches aren't centrally managed, you and I have a problem, um, you know, from my perspective, but that makes sense, right? That makes sense that you want to be able to manage the business. Um, I will say in now that I have the benefit of after hearing all of you guys and taking away my AV option, um, I'm going to take a page from Dean's book and I'm going to say budget. I'm going to say, I don't want to talk to a client unless they've determined a budget and I'll help them determine a budget. I have no problem, but just like the business communications, right? The, or M365 or whatever it happens to be any business domain, um, having a budget, making the client realize there are going to have a spend regardless of how much they want to or not, there is going to be an annual spend for, for it. And that can still happen for a deli. It could still be a thousand bucks a year, 2000 bucks a year. I don't care, but they have to have a budget period. Um, any arguments against that? No, I think the trick is how at this level client and this level, um, MSP, how do you communicate that? Cause if I go into that deli and I'm like, Hey, you need a budget. They're going to be like, a what now? Get out of here, IT man. Um, I don't have an IT budget. So how do you still communicate that, which is essential? 
without really being able. I mean, you might get a really high OML deli, but I'm just assuming that's not going to be, be a franchise deli. Yeah, <laughs> like fifteen. They have identity for sure. Um, so maybe, maybe if you look at a deli, you're just looking at a reliable firewall or edge device and Wi-Fi. Maybe that's it, right? Throw everything which else is away, fine. Put a Meraki system in and be done with it. Oh, not that. Well, well, then what's what's wrong? What's wrong with my Spectrum or my Comcast all in a box modem that has basic Comcast firewall, basic Comcast Wi-Fi? I mean, that's what you just said. I'm good, right? I don't need you. I already paid Comcast. Done. Oh, I'm gonna get into my biases again. But okay, but that that's a reasonable argument. Do they need the subscriptions? Do they need IDS IPS? Do they need next gen filtering? Do they need all this stuff? It depends on the business. We have there's, there's, if we're the talking about the deli, no, you don't need anything but the ability to cut the meat. Uh, well, no, they because, need to sell. They need to maintain customer records, so they're using it. They're using a POS. Let's say Stripe. Yeah, that's right. Um, so they have a little tablet that Stripe sends you now, uh, yeah. and it's all built in. You need help, you call Stripe. Um, you need internet, uh, and it. I mean, you can horribly kind of manage some books in stripe uh but i wouldn't recommend it at all um but even if they have an accounting system that they migrate everything to it's going to be SaaS that they might do on their phone um and it, it there's there's you can't answer this question really effectively from an msp or in a business side without knowing without being like I take you know even if we're just talking about a brand new deli who just decided I'm going to cut meat today, uh, sign all the contracts. I'm now a meat man um, who slices meat and gives you sandwiches. Great. Uh, they don't know anything. They don't know how to run a business. They don't know IT. They don't know anything. And as they mature and as they grow, they will learn how to run a business. What accounting packages set up? What software they should be having? What areas that and they may get hit. They may get ransomware. They may yeah. be. They may suffer effects of their per, their business immaturity, um, and the same goes for an MSP. If you go to your, if you go to your clients, like I would love to have a standard for every single one of my clients. You have no idea how much I would like to go to them and be like, "Get this now, or get out." But I I'm not an owner. I work for my MSP. Uh, I don't have that ability or authority. Um, so for. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for me to go in and make those demands of a client, uh, I can make the recommendation all, all day um, and I can make suggestions to improve. But at the end of the day, they have to say yes or no. Right. That, that is their decision. And I can it, it, you should be able to have that stand like that level of trust between you and that business as an MSP to be able to for them to listen to you and take that recommendation. I have a client who will absolutely watch a YouTube video on how to swap out batteries for a UPS or the whatever system and, and go and do it himself. Uh, if he's not, if they're not happy with what we're offering, the time or the schedule or whatever, great. Uh, and they'll let us know. Looking at that, is that a necessity? Changing out those batteries? Yes. All right. So for, for their size of... He's the business owner. <laughs> if no, he feels confident I, I, in his, if they feel confident in their ability to, to make that decision, I'm going to advise what type of batteries they should get and where they should go. Yeah. 
but and that's where I'm trying to get to. Is it more important the job gets done than who's doing the job, right? Because there's certain things. If it's mopping the floor, I don't care who gets assigned to it. I'll probably get upset if it's a director above and I'm paying that kind of salary for mopping floors. But absolutely, as long as it gets done, who cares, right? Like the AV thing. If it's Windows Defender, that's the check mark for me. It's not MDR, but at basic, that's hitting the check mark for me. We all know there's a lifestyle, there's a lifespan on batteries on UPSs. We know mm -hmm. that. I, I used to change them every. I think I did batteries every two years, uh, housings every six. But how important is that in the grand scheme of things? Top, you were you were about to say something. Well, I, I think it goes back to what Kyle said at the beginning, right? The it, it's a opinion or a definition of what need is in the eyes of what you think a solid reliable network setup is because like kyle mentioned need is literally nothing right you can be in business and do nothing and take cash right no electronics whatsoever um i think we're talking about multiple different angles here and the answer to what any of us think is an appropriate minimum setup is different from the answer to what you need for operating as a business is right um av identity management all the stuff we just talked about you don't actually need to be in business we think you do to be a supportable network that we would take through our msp lens business doesn't actually need that we just think they do to support that so i, I think I, I think we're almost answering two different questions here and i think what we should be focusing on or, or what I thought the meeting was about or the, the stream was about is um, what through your eyes is the minimum client set up to be a supportable network? That's how I took it. That's fair. Uh, would that narrow it down for you guys, make it a little easier to answer? Well, so we, we can all just assume that the theoretical client meets our individual profile for well, being qualified yeah. to be a client. We're, yeah. we're describing what that client looks yeah, like. Yeah, what is the profile? Well, we're describing the profile, yeah. So let's just, let's let's build it. Spooner, uh, let's build a profile for clients. What is your, what does this base client look like? Um, um, uh, Windows machines, because I don't have, I don't want to deal with Macs, honestly. I don't like them. Uh, if you have them, great. Um, but, but why? Because just why? to into the tool aspect of this, why? Uh, why don't any of us really want to support Macs that much? Well, it used to be because I didn't know them uh, very well. It wasn't a very strong into them. Like Macs are expensive, uh, and I like I just never like I'd rather spend my money on a PC. Uh, <clears throat> and but nowadays it's hard to manage them because there's no super easy centralized management tool like there is for Windows or, or server sure OSs. We we had to have two at my MSP. Um, so. You have like two of the biggest ones in the market are Jamfanatogy yeah. to manage Apple products. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, I mean that's but, easy. Like I'm saying, it doesn't like. But even those tools themselves lack in feature set compared to some of the ones for Windows, and it's that's that it makes it much more difficult to do our jobs effectively. Um, and because there's not a lot of businesses with a lot of Macs. That means my efficiency gain from having a, a whole, I, I got to have a tech dedicated to Max at this point now. And that, well, that I, just complicates things. For the purposes of these of this exercise, we're talking, we're saying, what's our minimum? And, and I would think an easy answer to that, if I was Kyle, would be because this is what we support. 
our current process is already this. This is our ideal client. We're not looking to move beyond it. Could I control? Could I support uh, you know MacBooks or could I support Chromebooks? Absolutely. Would that be a change in my existing processes? Yes. Is it worth it for me? So I, I'm fully on board with Windows only. I would um, I would like to point out that my opinions don't necessarily match the opinions of my company. <laughs> well, and I oh, think you can oh, sum it up by saying right. all the tools you pick should be capable of being deployed within your standards on the fleet of machines you plan to support. So like we stayed with Automate for, I'm gonna shelf a connect device so that topper doesn't have to. Uh, we stayed with Automate for a really long time because I can spin up an Automate agent <laughs> on a Mac, on a Linux endpoint and on a Windows machine. It doesn't work as great as it does on the out. others yeah. as, as Windows, but I can stand it up. And so that was an important reason for us to stay on Automate probably well past what many of you would laugh at me for. In fact, I know on somebody automate. on this call who- I am still I on automate. control on MacBooks before Adigy was a thing using yeah. Automate. And that is, oh my God, you want to drive yourself nuts. Yes. Go through the permissioning to get control, screen connect, whatever mm -hmm. working. Um, that was not fun on a Mac. Uh, on Linux, it's a whole Java install. This is a whole other ball of wax. Um, been through all of it. Don't get me started. Uh, but no, overall, I absolutely agree with you. Um, all so right, so they have to, to, to finish answering, right? We have a, a supportable desktop system, yep. uh, age-appropriate servers if required, What's preferably within warranty. Age-appropriate. We're talking five within years, seven years. Within seven. Okay. Uh, yes, um, that's seven years at this point. I think is we're starting to look at replacements. Between five and seven years is when I would expect to start looking for replacements. Um, Age-appropriate networking equipment, uh, also within seven years. Um, the desktop PCs should be with uh, no not older than five years. Um, I'm starting to look at end of life at that point. Um, your vendor for your software, your SaaS products, need to have a service contract. I am not your service contract vendor. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have any expertise in it so uh i can deal with them happy to talk to them i don't know their products in and out like you like they do um battery backup for the servers a backup system uh which would vary depending on your requirements um, compliance requirements like obviously law firms are going to need a longer backup retention than uh the deli um so yeah, depending on that into, that's starting to get into stack um, you're not going to turn down a client because they don't have it currently because that's the first thing you're going to bring on, right? Um, I meant like different, not like I wouldn't give there would give it, more of like the different types that we'd have. Like we have a, depending on the, the requirements of that, um, right. we, not I may not necessarily, right? yeah, I may not necessarily deploy, uh, back up a fire job suite um, to back up their 365. Uh, yeah. But if they're a lawyer, I'm absolutely deployed that. Um, so, all right. That's probably, I mean, I could pull up my standards list that I wrote. Is there a set size that we want to look at? Uh, me personally, with if, if I assume I am owner of the company I work for, um, it would be minimum 25 seats at this point. All right. Anybody have an argument for going lower than 25 seats for this exercise? I do. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, if, if you can, if you can, if you can 
take a smaller client that meets your standards and is still profitable for you, I see no reason to put a number. I think a, a seat number is the, it, it, it's, it gives you an idea, but it's, it's certainly not a be all and end all. Yeah. I want a minimum spend basically what Dan said. I, 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 this is the I'd minimum okay cost to, in, to engage with me. Yeah. If you're willing yeah. to pay that for two seats, I mean, I think that's irresponsible, but Hey, that's not my problem. That's it's your money. You know, do what you want. Uh, but yeah, I, I would swap out the seats with the minimum spend. Either one would work. Um, yeah, it has, there has to be a, there is a minimum at this point though. And yeah. where the company is. No, the monthly minimum for me was the same thing. It was 180 bucks a seat, 10 seats, had plenty of customers that were under that, but we're paying the 1800 that allowed me to do what I needed to do to get the job yep. done. So, um, okay. So what are we talking for, for the floor? 2,500, 2,000, 1,000, 20 bucks. That's 15. So for us, for us, it's two, 2,000 right now. Yeah. I, I'd have a hard time defending any network against stuff with less than a $2,000 monthly budget, honestly. Um, could I probably get it done? Yes. And it would also keep me up at night worrying about things mm -hmm. that are being missed. Um, so I, I think for this, let's uh, let's stick to a 2K minimum. Anybody have any arguments against that? Not an argument, just that to remember as well, that as you scale and your ability to support larger client scales, your base cost doesn't go down. It, it might stay kind of static, but it's likely to go up. So that minimum can't be a forever minimum. You, you need to always reassess that minimum based on your current capabilities and the types of people that you're If you you're want to be reassessing things, uh, I, I'm, I, we can talk about like iteration. And if anyone's on this call has iterated over their processes that they wrote 10 years ago or procedures or product suite was the last time you evaluated your products, your tools that you use. Yearly. <laughs> so. ah, that's really soon. I don't know if... Okay. I, I review all, all contracts, all vendors every year. Um, and we purpose that forces us to keep the vendor count smaller than it would probably get to otherwise. That's um, fair. Yeah. But all right. So we have 2K minimum spend. We have, uh, we've changed from Windows machines to um, supported machines per the MSP. Uh, within seven years, servers. Within seven years, network equipment. Within five years, desktop, PCs. Uh, their SaaS needs to be under service contracts. Um, and we got battery backups and, and backups, but I want to leave that for actual stack conversation. Um, so believe it or not, even getting to this exercise has gotten to the top of the hour, which is kind of insane. Um, Matt Rose brought up a good point in the green room of this could be a series. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop it here. I'm going to write this up. I'm going to tag you guys all on LinkedIn. And we will schedule another round where we can go keep going and do this. If you, that's good with you guys. Yeah, let's do it. That'll give us some time to gather some uh, some information from others uh, in our communities. See what they see if they agree with this uh, with some of the things we said today, and uh, give us some ideas for next week. Um, cool. So before we get uh, before we take off, guys, what uh, does anybody have anything coming up? I know Kyle, you have no conferences or anything coming up. In May, hundred and eight uh, days away. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> There's other conferences. I don't know if any are as important as MSPGCon. Matt Topper, you don't have to answer that. Um, so, uh, what about you, uh, Top? What are you doing next? I will 
be out at some partner events uh, in the next couple of weeks. So the 2024 travel has started. Um, next thing I'll be at conference-wise is Rite of Boom. Okay, sounds good. I will be there as well. Uh, what about you, Dean? Uh, I don't know about me specifically, but the first event I know helped will be at. Uh, we're going to be at uh, Seven Figure MSP. Um, we might be at something before that, but that's the first one I know for a fact that we'll be at. Sounds good. Dan Comas? Uh, I'm going to connect with Logan on LinkedIn and go see a goose show with her. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Matt Rose? Uh, I think the next one I'm going to is right of boom. So I guess I'll see at least a few of you guys there. Oh, yeah. And let's see what we got coming up. We have... Uh, AI Roundup episode 58, uh, January 31st, so tonight, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we have MSP Community Live Special. It's happening right now. Uh, and then 38 to 38, episode 21 with Chris Kinman of RexMD on February 2nd. Always the first Friday of the month is the release. Uh, and we will have MSP Community Live this Friday uh, again. So uh, we'll bring up some of these. Uh, Dean brought up some stuff in the background about having uh breaking up uh into the type of msp and uh we'll consider we'll keep talking about that and see where we go gentlemen thank you so much for being part of this i truly appreciate each and every one of you we'll make sure linkedin uh links are in the show notes after the show and until next time take care of yourselves and each other This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.